Welcome to the Kristen Smith Podcast. I'm your host, Kristen, a corporate marketing professional turned solo content creator and social media strategist. I used to sit in my cubicle at work listening to business podcasts and was eager to start my own and break away from the nine to five. Now that I have made it happen, I want to teach you everything I have learned in my business journey. I will be taking you behind the scenes and we'll be talking about everything it means to run a business, including strategies you can use to grow your business, stories to inspire you, lessons I have learned along the way, along with other entrepreneurs I interview. And this will be a place for you to feel like you aren't walking along your business journey alone. I'm so happy you decided to spend some time with me today. I get a lot of DMs from virtual assistants or aspiring social media managers who don't really know what it looks like or have trouble understanding how to put processes together, um, all sorts of questions about social media management. And I have even had people ask me to get on coffee chats and that's where you get on Zoom for 30 minutes to an hour and you um, let somebody pick your brain and just kind of show them what it would be like to do what you're doing. Uh, I love doing coffee chats, but it has gotten to be really hard for me to do it. So um, there was a point uh, not too far back where I had three people within a week or two ask me if if they could do a coffee chat with me. And I was also, I've also been getting a lot more DMs. So um, sometimes it can take me a little bit longer to get to my DMs. So some of them I didn't get to right away and um, it was kind of piling up. So I, I really didn't want to leave their questions unanswered and I wanted to be able to help them. So I decided to go live and I just told them that they could send me any questions they had and I would answer on the live and then they could also jump in and ask questions as I um, was streaming. And so I really had fun doing that and then people also were really thankful. And I also had other uh, entrepreneurs who hadn't reached out to me yet who were in that live session who were also getting a lot of it out of it and asking questions. So I thought that I would share it with you guys on my podcast. So this episode is going to be a replay of that live And I also, before I play it, I want to let you know that I offer coaching sessions and they're not super expensive. A lot of coaching sessions are crazy expensive, but I don't do that. (laughs) I just wanted to be able to provide a service where um, if you are DIYing your social media and you need help or you want some strategies or you don't understand how Instagram works or Facebook or whatever, or you want to just maybe build your confidence. I've helped, I've helped um, my clients build confidence and come up with a story for their brand and, you know, a message that is intriguing for their audience and helps get people engaged. Um, so I offer these coaching sessions. So Um, I have just a regular coaching session. It's an hour long and then we get on Zoom and you can ask me all the questions 
about social media, but I also coach aspiring social media managers or those who are already a social media manager but are just needing some help. And with that, I take you behind the scenes and I show you my processes and really any questions you have. When you book these, you get an hour long, or I'm sorry, you get a week long Voxer support. So Monday through Friday for a week and you can ask me anything that comes up and I can kind of coach you along the way too. So what's nice about that is if you're thinking about taking a course on how to be a social media manager, these coaching sessions that I have, you could do more than one and still pay less than what you would pay to take a course on how to teach you. That's how it is for now, at least. The prices could always go up. But yeah, you could you could purchase more than one if you need it and still pay less than what you would take to do a course on how to be a social media manager. So this episode will be great for anybody who has thought about being a social media manager, but this will also be great for anyone who wants to hire a social media manager. A lot of you don't know what it would look like to work with a social media manager, and you'll definitely learn that in this episode. I'd really take you behind the scenes and show you um, what it is I do for my clients and our processes and... If you have any further questions about anything related to this episode, send me a DM on Instagram and I'll be happy to help. Also, if you are interested in my coaching sessions, you can find that on my website, kristendawnsmith.com, K-R-I-S-T-E-N-D-A-W-N-Smith.com. All right, so I have the questions that you guys have asked me The first question I have here is, what's your process for measuring the effectiveness of your content? So um, for the the content that I create for my clients, I I do keep a pretty close eye on how everything's performing. So I'll look at the insights in uh, for each individual post. I don't do it for every single post, but Um, Like if I see if it's performing really well with likes and comments, then I might be a little less likely to watch the insights. I still do watch those, but I am looking for ones that aren't performing very well so that I can kind of figure out like what we did differently on that post and then not really do that again. So um, one thing that there's some different ways to, that can tell you how a post is performing. So um, like save, uh, saves will tell you that people really like the, um, I mean, it could be the graphic or the caption, but a lot of times, uh, the graphics get, will get you more post saves. So I'll kind of keep an eye on, um, how the graphics are doing. And then of course the captions, what topic we're discussing and whatnot. Um, so that's just a little, bit about how I measure the effectiveness of content. And then I have here, do you create the images and videos yourself? So the graphics, a lot of, most times I do, and I create those in Canva. Um, One of my clients has her designer create the graphics and, um, I think that's because she likes to have everything. She has her designer do everything for her business. So it just makes sense for her to do the social media graphics as well. Um, So that really is up to the client, but it is something that I like to include when I do the content 
creation. And then um, for the images themselves, I have my clients uh, send me a shared folder where they keep all of their photos. So um, one of my clients has Dropbox, and then I've had clients who use, um, they usually use Google, the Google Drive that works out really well. And then I have free reign. I just, they just let me pick whatever pictures I think will go well with each caption and kind of think about the grit. Like I usually mostly focus on, um, Instagram. Sometimes we'll post things over to the Facebook page also, but you have to think a little bit more about the strategy on Instagram and how the grid looks and make sure you're putting captions and photos next to each other that, that look good and aesthetically appealing. Let's see. We have a question here. What's your benchmark for a post performing well engagement wise? Um, it really depends on how many followers you have. Um, and it, I like to, I like to look at it in comparison to the other posts. So if we have ongoing, a lot of posts that are having like 17, 18, 20 post saves, and then suddenly we have one that's, um, you know, like at like 12 or even lower than I'm like, mm, okay, we need to kind of switch things up a little bit. So it's hard to give you an exact, an exact number for, um, for what I'm looking for, but I think it's really good to pay attention on what's, what is regularly occurring with that particular client and then just, um, try and get that those numbers to go up. So you're also looking at comments, likes, of course, I really honestly, focus a little bit more on comments, posts, saves, and shares. Shares is a really good one. That really means that you have good content in your graphic. So it's hard to, yeah, it's hard to give you an exact amount, but I hope that answers your question. What is the process like for managing a client's social media? This is a great question, and this will come with quite a bit. So I mostly do content creation. So that's just what clients really want. And that's what I really enjoy doing. So with that, I put a project management board together for them. And on the kickoff call, when we first, when I first onboard them, then I'll go over where we're going to be putting everything in the project management board, just to make it easy for them. And, and then that makes it easy to have a good approval process so we can kind of move things along through that project management board. Um, I like to, for most of the time, I try to write all of the content at once for the whole month. But for one of my clients, we do it every two weeks. And so for the ones that I do every month or, you know, whole month at once, then I will tell them that I want everything that I need. If I need anything from them or if they have anything that they in particular that they want to do, for the next month, then I need to know by the 15th because on the 15th, I'm gonna, that's when I'm going to start working on content for the following month. We do a monthly call at the beginning of the month. So that's when we go over if they have any launches or anything that we really want to be pushing and promoting for the next month. And then, and then they still have until the 15th to get me anything else that they want to add or any changes or anything, any images that they want to start using. Um, and then uh, I'll do some Facebook group management um, 
or some engagement on Instagram, for example. And that really looks like um, 15 to 30 minutes a day, Monday through Friday. I have done an hour before per day, but it can get a little expensive for the client. That's a lot of, of time, so it can get a little pricey. So I don't typically see clients go for this. 60 minutes a day. And um, right now I'm telling clients I can't do 60 minutes a day because I don't have the capacity. So for example, one of my clients just took on some, she just decided to add on some engagement and we just went with 15 minutes a day for now. And she'll kind of see how it's going and see if she wants to add more. All right. So that's my process of managing a client's social media. Um, what package levels do you offer or do you customize proposals? I am almost always, I'm pretty much always customizing packages. It really, there's just so many different things that each client needs. And so what I do on my website is I have an example of three different packages. They all have about the same thing. And then, you know, as, uh, as you move along through each package, there'll just be a, a few things added on and so then the price will get a little bit bigger um so that's just to give a client an example of what um it could look like and I chose packages to display on my website that I with the work that I in first of all enjoy doing the most and then also ones that are the most popular what I get requested the most and then under those packages, I have a list of some different services that I can also do to give them an, an idea. And then I say on there that we can customize a package based on what they need. So, um, yeah, I think just about every time I end up doing something custom for them. How many clients do you like to have at once? I have two social clients right now. And it can be a lot. Yes, <laughs> I completely agree. So um, so for a while, I it's changed. Uh, for a while, I had five clients, um, but that was when my son, I had to have my son in daycare for a little while. Some of you guys know I had an injury, and, so, and that's when I had a lot of clients. Um, but now I have my son home with me. He is about to turn one here uh, on the 18th. And yeah, it's a lot. I don't know if um, you're a stay-at-home mom too, but I just don't have time for more than right now I have two clients. And um, and then I also do, I'm also doing one-time projects in addition to those monthly retainer clients. Um, I did just send a proposal to somebody for, it was a, a smaller package. I sometimes... If somebody reaches out to me and they don't want a whole lot, then um, I think at this point I can just take on like a smaller client. Um, but I'm trying to keep a little bit of space open for myself because I want to be able to have passive income coming in. So, um, so yeah, right now I'm keeping it kind of short, um, just two clients. That was a great question. All right, so next question is what package levels do you... Oh, sorry, we just did that one. Most difficult challenge in your business and biggest joy. So the most difficult challenge in my business, 
Uh, I would say, gosh, I haven't really thought much about that. Um, I think the, the most difficult challenge for me right now is trying to find time to create um, a passive stream of income in addition to my monthly retainer clients. And a big part of that is because I keep having these one-time projects come in and I just want to keep doing them. So me working on these passive products kind of keeps getting pushed to the back burner. And so right now in my business, that's like the biggest thing in the back of my head is, oh, I really want to get to this this passive income stream. <laughs> um, and then, okay, the biggest joy of my business, there's a lot. I, I'm a very creative person and I get to be creative doing this, creating um, captions and graphics and whatnot is so fun for me. And okay, this is something that I really love is I love getting to know my client's personality and their story and their voice for whatever reason it is so fulfilling to me. I am a big relationship builder and I, I don't know. And I've always had a really big interest in people. You'll, you'll realize that if you ever sit down and have a conversation with me, I'm one of those people who's like really um, curious about people. And um, I find other people's stories really interesting. So, so like, for example, I just had a, a client send me a, um, four different personal stories and all the lessons she learned and everything. And, and I'm using those to write some more personal content for her. And as I go through those, it's just so fascinating to me and so fun. And then also because, like I said, I'm a, a big relationship builder. I also really enjoy getting on my monthly calls with my clients. And, um, and then, you know, get like finding out what they're going to be doing, what they're going to be launching and how I can help them with that. Um, but also catching up with them on, you know, life stuff and then growing with somebody in their business, watching them just take off and being there with them through it is so fun. So um, I just threw a whole lot at you of um, what brings me joy in my business. But I guess if you if I could just um, put it into something more general, I guess, just the relationship building piece of it. Okay. Um, let's see. How do you schedule time for each client account? So, so that kind of goes back to my process, um, that I was talking about earlier where I will say I need everything by the 15th of the month. And then, and then I tell them that I'll have their content ready by around the 25th of the month so that they have about a week to review. And they usually review the content within like a day or two. They're, they're always really quick about it, which is awesome. And, and then after that, I schedule toward the end of the month, I schedule out their content for the whole month ahead. So yeah, it's not like that kind of leaves me with some flexibility. So it's really like whenever I have time available, to work on the content in between those time frames. So the biggest thing is me just setting these time frames, and then I can kind of because I'm a, a stay-at-home mom, then I can kind of just work through everything when my son naps and in the um, sometimes in the evenings. I try really hard not to work in the evenings or weekends. Um, I typically get as much done as I can during naps, which is pretty awesome. 
Like right now, for example, my son is taking a nap and I just finished my content. Um, well, let's see, I actually start some content next week. So today I don't have a whole lot to do. What do you do about vacations? Such a good question. So I actually didn't think about this when I first transitioned to social media. Uh, I didn't really think about vacations when I first started this, and it's definitely something you want to think about. So when I do, it doesn't really matter all that much with content creation because, you know, I can easily move things around. But when I am working on daily engagement, then, yeah, I can't. I actually have gone on trips before and just done the engagement while I'm on the trip. So, but for holidays, I didn't think about that either. So recently I started changing up my contracts to where, and I I have one client on it. I need to get another one of my clients on this, but um, she already gives me time for the holidays anyway. She, so what actually made me think about holidays is over um, Christmas and Thanksgiving, one of my clients was like, hey, you should take the whole week off for um, Christmas. And then on Thanksgiving, she had me take off Thanksgiving Day and that Friday, Black Friday. Um, So that's when I started really thinking about it. Honestly, I should have thought about it before. Um, But now I just have it written in my contract that um, these are the holidays that I won't be performing engagement. And so I just listed out like seven or eight holidays where I don't have to work on those days. So I highly recommend you guys do that too. And your clients will completely, they won't expect you to work on the holidays. And then as for if you ever take a trip or anything, right now I don't, I haven't done anything about that. So I'm just doing the engagement when I go on a trip. But um, something I have thought about is that maybe I can also add something in my contract where I say like, I can take up to two or three days. I don't want to do too much, but like I can take up to like two or three days a month or something off, or I can take, um, or you could do it maybe like quarterly or biannually or something. Um, haven't gotten to that place yet, but I also don't do that much engagement per day. So that's why I haven't put too much thought into it. Um, yeah, so those are all of the questions you guys sent me. Do you, do you guys who are watching right now have any questions? I have it in my contract that I take off up to four weeks a year, but need to add in something about that, meaning I won't perform engagement. Yeah, I think that's a really good idea. If you do it for the whole year, and then you can kind of have it be more flexible. I really like that idea. I think, I'm, I, think I might do that too. I like that. Thank you for that. <laughs> do you guys have anything else? Interested to hear your thoughts on hashtag research. So many conflicting thoughts. It's a lot of work. What works? <sighs> Hashtags. <laughs> They've been frustrating me lately. I think it's, I don't know if it's because of the addition of keyword research or what, or reels, but it seems like the hashtags have kind of changed ever since all of that stuff came in. Um, so what I've been noticing is that when you are getting a lot of engagement on your post, then your hashtags perform better. I don't know if you guys have noticed that, but
But um, before it was like, if you have good hashtags, then you could just easily get more people to your posts through those. But now it's like, it's, it's like more of a whole, like your engagement has to be good in order for those hashtags to perform. So, um, so what I do to watch those. So first of all, when I put together a hashtag vault, I have a spreadsheet and I have it organized in different categories and, um, it's good to have hashtags that don't have like over 500 K posts in them. Um, so a good sweet spot is in between 100 and 500,000. Um, but it every, it's good to sprinkle in some of the even lower ones than that. Um, and then what I've been doing is just uh, going through the insights on the post and seeing what is performing well. And then also making sure I look at the hashtags because it'll, you know, it'll tell you how many hash, um, how many new people saw your posts because of the hashtags. So, um, so if I'm noticing that that particular post is doing well, then I will take all those hashtags that I used in that post And then I will, and I don't do this very often. I do this like every few weeks or so, but I'll find the posts that where the hashtags performed really well. And then I will copy those and then save those on a spreadsheet. And so I have like a list of like three or four for each client of a group of hashtags that are working really well. And then I'll um, use those a few more times and see if they continue performing well. And typically I've been noticing that they do. So, so yeah, still trying to figure out the whole hashtag change. It's been such a big change, but that's what has been working well for me lately. One thing I can say is that you really want to find what it is that you enjoy doing the most. And, um, I know I talked a little bit about this earlier, but featuring those packages on your website, uh, as an example of something you can do, but choosing things that you really enjoy doing. So that makes your potential clients just kind of think about those services more for you. So for example, I really like my favorite thing to do is content creation, creating captions and everything. It's just, it works. My creative creativity works really well with it. I enjoy it. And then it also is just works out so well with my time. So that's why I feature that in particular on my website. But then I also have a list of some other options below it. Anything else? Okay. All right, guys. Um, Thank you so much for joining. I will try and see if I can get this onto my Facebook group. If you're not in my Facebook group yet, head on over. Link is in my bio. And feel free to message me with if you have more questions down the road. I'd be happy to do this again. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I would love to connect with you further on Instagram. You can follow me at Kristen Dawn Smith. That's at K-R-I-S-T-E-N-D-A-W-N Smith. You can also check out my website at KristenDawnSmith.com.